Hey fiends, your neighborhood witch here to share my opinions on what I love. Hear me rate movies and TV shows from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond. The more absurd, the better. Join your host Christy on that horror witch podcast and let's geek out. Hey fiends, and welcome back to That Horror Witch Podcast. This is your host, Christy, and tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about Only Lovers Left Alive, and it's directed by Jim Jarmusch. I'm not sure if that's how you say his last name. I probably butchered it. And he wrote and directed it alongside Marion Besset, who adapted it from the French version. And I won't lie, <laughs> I got inspired to see this film from Tilda Swinton's cameo in What We Do in the Shadows. Like, she had this slightly dreaded hair, and it was, like, long and kind of, like, a white blondish color, and I was curious. I was like, oh, when the hell did she play a vampire? And I, like, immediately needed to find out, like, what the hell it was. So, I adore her to begin with, and I honestly just, like, wanted another excuse to watch one of her movies, and damn am I happy that I did. So, Thank you, Jemaine Clement and Taika Waititi and Tilda Swinton. So, this one is somehow, like, a slightly romantic movie. And I'll confess, like, under my depression jokes and whatnot, I am a romantic at heart. And I'm a sucker for horror romances. And so, this was a win-win. And honestly, this has now become my, one of my top favorite vampire slash romantic films of all time. So... I just really, really adore this movie. I've actually watched it like two times now, so it's really good. Anyway, so this has a star-studded cast with Tilda Swinton, as I just mentioned, Tom Hiddleston, um, who plays Loki, <laughs> and uh, Anton Yelchin, the late great Anton Yelchin. Uh, he was in the remake of Fright Night, and he played the kid that got kidnapped in Alpha Dog, I think it was called, and he was also in in the newer um, Star Trek movie. Uh, I forget his character's name. I'm sorry. I'm not a Star Trek fan. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> and then you also have John Hurt, Mia Wasikowska, and Jeffrey Wright. So Tilda's character is named Ava or Eva. No, Eve. Sorry. Eve. And she lives in Tangia and she has a very old friend played by John Hurt who goes by Kit though apparently his real name in this is Christopher Marlowe, um, and I suppose he he's supposed to be kind of known as this co-writer to Shakespeare. Whereas Adam, who is Tom Hiddleston's character, lives in Cleveland, and they've been married since like the 1800s, but they live separately, and apparently they can't live without each other. It's kind of alluded to, but they don't really get too much into it. So the opening song hooked me in immediately. It's Wanda Jackson's funnel of love and the soundtrack is fucking fantastic and the acting seems relaxed and so in my opinion makes it more believable and it is stylish as hell and Tom Hiddleston looks like he's wearing like a messy Loki wig and his character Adam is like a perfect matchup of or mashup of Lestat and Louis from Interview with the Vampire. Like, he's broody, he sulks all the time, but that depressed man makes some damn good music. Um, to me, it sounded like a cross between The Doors and Deftones, and very much so the kind of music that sets you in the mood to 
smoke or chill. And why I love vampire lore so much is because you can do whatever the hell you want with them. I love what we do in the shadows, and I, what I love about that, well, so many things to <laughs> mention, but I'll just keep it brief, uh, they turn into bats, to fly, if you drink from someone on drugs, you're now on drugs, you'll puke your brains out if you dare to have human food. Um, so these vampires are kind of in the realm of a little bit more realism, kind of like Anne Rice's kind of vampires, kind of. So they sleep during the day, the curtains are blacked out, they have loads of money, and have people do their bidding like during the day, like running their errands and stuff like that. So when they take a shot of blood, they, they only, they don't really need that much to survive. And so it's kind of like a shot glass full, and it's like a high for them. Their heads roll backwards, and they have this euphoric look on their faces. And even that is like beautifully shot, like you feel like you're tripping with them. And, you know, I, I do like how when they go out, they wear sunglasses and they wear gloves and, you know, they don't really go into the whys about it or maybe I missed it, but I'm okay with that. And it goes with the mystery of them, though they can't drink from people because at this point they're contaminated apparently and Adam lovingly refers to them as zombies. Um, I guess it's because they're the walking dead. Who knows? But I like that too. It gives it more of an otherness to them and uh, I realize that the vampires don't shower or use the bathroom. I guess when you don't really have, you know, your own plumbing happening, it's not gonna happen. You're basically like an animated corp, but sexier. That sounded weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> So they all have matted hair and everything and there's something that really reminded me of True Blood where Eve makes blood popsicles at one point and they, these vampires actually don't drink directly from humans which reminds me of that too. And I guess, you know, you gotta be creative when you've been around for centuries. Um, well that, and Adam is kind of like a hoarder. Of, okay, no, no, he is a hoarder. <laughs> and there's a shot later of his bathroom being filled with music equipment, like all sorts of wires and shit like that. And so Adam and Eve, they get their blood from their own sources and, and they're in blood bags basically, or you know, bottles. And so basically drug deals. <laughs> and Eve gets hers through her longtime friend Kit, aka Christopher Marlowe, and Adam goes to this hospital they frequent dressed in a doctor's getup, except he gives himself away with sunglasses and the stethoscope that's most likely around from the 60s or 70s. He goes to this one specific doctor who's played by the insanely talented Jeffrey Wright, who you may know as Bernard from Westworld, and he plays the new James Gordon in The Batman. And so, you know, he helps him out. He fills up this old doctor's briefcase thing with typo negative for him and Adam like gives him like a whole wad of money and scaring him the whole time like unintentionally just because he's just scared of him you know not really sure what he's capable of um Adam is this recluse and he has all this time on his hands so he makes music and he MacGyvers this laptop and this old like boob tube type of tv and it basically he has it rigged like it's for like zoom calls and basically for like TV needs and everything or you know YouTube or whatever and it's really cool <laughs> like I'm actually really impressed by it and he actually made his own generator 
of sorts for his electricity purposes and whatnot because he thinks humans aka zombies do like a piss poor job of that and but he lets them kind of think that they like gave him the hookup on the outside of his house um and adam lives in this house that's like way in the middle of fucking nowhere and he likes it like that he doesn't want any kind of attention even though he makes music when anton yelchin's character comes over his name's ian you know he's giving him like wads of money too and he goes out and gets some like rare guitars and everything rare equipment and they just talk music and everything and basically ian's job is just pretty much like a Guillermo except he actually gets paid <laughs> and he's not really treated like shit so there's that and so Eve is thoroughly supportive of Adam despite him isolating himself and he has like really bad depression and they don't see each other that often and their conversations are becoming more and more strained instead of her writing him off she decides to visit him since you know she wants to see him and he doesn't really want to go anywhere and she tries to convince him to like come meet her and he's like no no I don't want to and so she's empathetic towards him and his melancholy and I just love to see that is she trying to fix him no, but she's there for him regardless and doesn't try to, you know, make him be anything other than who he is. And he also doesn't put it all on her, like it's her job to like quote unquote fix him. And, you know, he's aware that like this is his choice in being a recluse and everything and you know he feels like he's kind of help hopeless and everything but he you know doesn't really he doesn't really i feel like he just knows how to handle it kind of so you know he takes responsibility and he likes to live his life a certain way so i appreciate that and the relationship itself between adam and eve is a rather healthy one which again i love to see it normally when there's vampires if there's like human romantic relationships especially in movies and tv there is so much toxicity although there are no there are no laszlo and Naja where they're all horny all the time it's like a healthier version of lestat and louis like he takes her for rides around cleveland when she finally shows up she brings like a whole whole bunch of books <laughs> like all her baggage is just filled with books because she's like so excited to see him and like tell him a bunch of stuff and you know they're taking these like quiet rides throughout cleveland he's showing her around stuff like that which is enjoyable to see as an audience and you know it's quiet and he basically talks to her like he's a tour guide <laughs> and giving her like little factoids and you know i don't know i just love that about them like they they do that for each other giving each other historical accounts of places or what they've done or who they met way back when and uh, eve has a chaotic sister named ava this is why i got their names mixed up because they're very similar so pardon me for that so she's played by uh mia wasikowska she's played the newer alice she was in the incredible movie piercing she's also been in guillermo del toro's Crimson Peak, so she's fantastic. I love her. Even when she's playing someone obnoxious. <laughs> so her character, Ava, she's less self-controlled, she's more impulsive, only slightly falls under the radar of trying to blend in, but gives zero fucks about 
respecting other vampires, especially Adam's property. And she fucked up like 87 years ago and Adam never really forgave, forgave her for that. And Eve kind of just wants like bygones to be bygones because it's her sister and everything. And, you know, Adam apparently had every right to not trust her. Like she plays Adam's music really loud and kind of like draws attention to them. And when they're trying to sleep and all that, and she's basically, she thinks like the world revolves around her. She's kind of like Jessica from True Blood when she first got turned but somehow less obnoxious <laughs> and though she does sneak some of Adam's stash of blood into a flask when she like kind of whines and like talks him into like going to a bar to see like a live show like a bunch of bands are playing so Ian joins them um he's apparently turning Adam's music into records and selling them on the down low and this does not make Adam very happy like he just kind of gives him a look of like what the fuck and so and there is a really cute moment when they're at this show and Ian thinks like the world of Adam and he wants to emulate him and everything so he's looking at everybody like oh cool cool gloves where'd you get them and like sees that they they're all wearing sunglasses indoors and then he starts to wear his sunglasses indoors and it's just so cute and I love Anton Yelchin I'm so upset that he passed away so tragically and he was just uh, he was so fucking talented um yeah it's just it's just so fucking upsetting so moving on so he's being like really cute and emulating them and everything and he keeps on offering them beer and you would think he would like be kind of tipped off that like something's amiss here that nobody's drinking and you know um he doesn't pick up on that and Ava is just drinking from the flask and everything but you know she's kind of smart which kind of makes it look like uh she's just drinking booze basically and so you know she wants to continue the party and everything like she's more of like the party girl or whatever I guess that you want to call her that and um oh I just remembered okay so Anton Yelchin plays Chekhov in Star Trek I'm sorry I'm sorry to all the Trekkies out there I apologize okay <laughs> moving on so they go back to Adam's house and you know just to have like a nightcap or something and Adam is just like wiped out from all the interaction and everything it was just you know it was fun to him kind of but he doesn't really you know like to go out so you know he's ready to go to bed because like the sun's gonna come up and he's really trying to talk Ian into going home and Ian still has a beer and he's kind of like still working on it and Ava's like oh no come on like he's gonna leave after he's done his beer and Adam's like no like you really have to promise me you're gonna go home immediately and he's like yeah 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 sure and Ava's like all over him and stuff like that and they were being cute at the bar and dancing a little bit and then she had to go and fuck that up because she's a selfish asshole so they you know they stay up and everything and uh, so Adam and Eve they go to bed and all that something just doesn't feel right to them and then they discover that fucking Ava went and fucking killed Ian and you know they're kind of like wow so you didn't have the courtesy to even like turn him you just full-on fucking killed him and she's complaining about like oh my god my stomach hurts and it's like yeah because you fed from a fucking human and they're apparently so polluted that it makes you sick so it's kind of what you fucking get you know and they apparently say like people are polluted from like you know some of them doing drugs or drinking and drink polluted water eat crappy foods all that crap so <sighs> so Adam very rightly 
kicks Ava out. And he's like, well, get the fuck out. Like, you just killed my fucking friend. Like, what the fuck? Flips out on her. Thankfully, Eve takes his side and she's like, yeah, you better go. And, you know, they don't give a flying fuck if she, you know, catches the plane home, whatever. Because she, she's like living in LA and shit like that. And she just decided to like shit on their parade. So anyway, so she fucks off. And so, you know, Adam and Eve have like no choice but to like get Ian's body and like dispose of it. So they go for a drive and kind of like the middle of nowhere, kind of. And um, they end up under this like old theater this amphitheater and there's this um I guess you would call like a bog or something like that so they toss his body in there and it just really hits home of how polluted this world is like they throw his body into this like it almost looks like a vat of chemicals and it's just so gross and his body just completely fucking disintegrates and yeah so poor Ian so then at that point you know Adam's kind of fucked because not only that Ava kind of like took all their fucking supply all of Adam's supply anyway and then Ava Eve was like, oh, okay, well, we can go back to my country in Tangia and get my supply. I have, like, my friend Kit and everything. He'll hook us up. And they're basically, like, facing starvation, so they, you know, they hightail the fuck out of there, and she just kind of convinces him, like, you only need a carry-on. You don't need, like, all of your fucking possessions, dude. (laughs) Because that was, like, the first thing he thought of. He's like, oh, so I'm just going to drop all my guitars? Like, what the hell? And she's like, well, what do you really need them for? So, you know, I don't know. I just like their dynamic. They're just so cute and, like, healthy. And I just want to see more of that. So anyway, so they go to Kit. And Kit is basically on his deathbed. And he's got this, I, I guess he's supposed to be, like, a human apprentice there. By his side, he's sobbing. It's a very sad scene. And not only is... Eve losing, like, a dear friend. She's losing her, you know, means of survival. And so, you know, it's hitting her heart. And it is a really, like, emotional scene. I won't lie. So, Adam is sweet and he comforts her as they walk after Kit passes. And, you know, she goes and gets him a girt, I think it is. It's, like, a pretty much like a guitar. And they walk along and they see this woman and um she's singing in her native language and it's a rock song and it's both beautiful and so fucking mesmerizing again the soundtrack is just fucking gorgeous and the cinematography is fucking beautiful too i just oh i can't get enough of this movie (laughs) so anyway they're looking weaker and weaker and they spot this couple making out and decide to throw caution to the wind and feed on them anyway because like they figure like fuck it who cares if we get sick we need to fucking replenish like what the fuck are we gonna do because like the hospitals like they can't just go the fucking hospital like Adam was in Cleveland. And so this is when it makes sense for them to like wear their sunglasses all the time because apparently their eyes glow. And then the movie fades to black and I just love it. I love this movie. And you know, I don't need a lot of drama to happen in order to enjoy a film, especially a vampire one, like horror in general. It just, it really depends on my mood. It depends on how a concept 
is executed. And yeah, I just, I really love seeing this loving, healthy freaking couple. <laughs> it's just like a breath of fresh air. It's just so fucking nice to see on screen. Like, fucking finally. And, you know, I, I am a vampire aficionado. I felt like for a while there, vampires were kind of like having their moment, being like overly saturated in media. But this, this definitely like kind of refreshed my palate. It gave me a palate cleanser. <laughs> So, you know, now I'm kind of more excited to see more modern vampire movies because my number one that got me hooked from the very beginning was Interview with the Vampire, which I do plan on doing soon. So stay tuned for that. And you know, this movie isn't for everyone. It is what it is to each their own. If you don't care for this type of like, you know, not a lot of drama going on, whatever. There's a whole lot more to choose from. And that's the beauty of vampire films. There's an abundance of them. So take a watch. I found it on HBO Max. I believe it's on Prime, uh, Apple TV, a bunch of other places. It was really hard for me to find this fucking movie, so I was really happy that HBO Max added it, because fucking finally. So yeah, I give it a 10 out of 10, highly recommend it, and yeah, enjoy, and have a good night, fiends. Bye!